Your Tea Time at Saz Styles Productions is coming up. We have four podcasts for you to enjoy this week. On Tuesday, the Retrograde is super excited to bring you a retro classic, Excite Bike. On Thursday, the Jackass crew pay homage to the granddaddy of absurdity when they revisit Tom Green's Subway Monkey Hour. Also on Thursday, Mikey and Brian speak with an NHL equipment ambassador about how he got himself inside all the league's locker rooms. On Friday, Andrew Baskin wants you to lose money on the Belmont Stakes and a UFC fight night. His analysis and more on losing money with Andrew Baskin. See you on the 19th hole. Wink. Get into it. Coming up... A Sad Styles production. Get into it! Oh my god, dude. I almost bought a $250 Pokeball today. It's just on display. It's die cast. It's like a perfect replica, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But it looks so cool. Until yeah, perfect I s- replica. Yeah, of the of, real um, life Pokeball. <laughs> it's because you have an imaginary thing? What yeah. the hell is that a little bit? I, I'm, I was so... It, it's beautiful, but it's way too expensive. When, when Mikey gets married on his, on his list, the D-pads can buy that for him. <laughs> That'll be great. To the retrograde podcast where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I am evil, Mikey Evil. <laughs> yes, very famous for being a very exciting bike himself. He evil was, evil. I think if yeah. you look at the most exciting bikes that we as a human species have mm. ever come across, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh Dr. Knievel is probably the, the <laughs> He probably did receive a doctorate from somewhere. Honestly, from somewhere. Arizona State University. <laughs> He's a sun devil. Absolutely. This is Mike Aaronworth, and we are back again for another retrograde. We are, and what an exciting week it is. It truly is. It's it's we are not doing that because it's it's the eponymous is the titular. It is the excited bike itself. Yes. We are just excited in general to be back with you, D-pads. Bring, 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 bring. Okay, we're going back and forth a lot of yep. whether this is genuinely a bicycle <laughs> or something with a motor attached to it. Wait. Is there, but like, who's to say? You know what I mean? We can go back and forth as much as we want. How dare you use my catchphrase against me? Who's Who's to say? say? (laughs) It's it's an impenetrable argument. It is. Who's to say? Who's to say? And also, have I ever told you what my least favorite uh, saying is? Uh, Is it doth protest too much? No, no. It is what it is. Yeah, I hate that. If you if you say that, you've immediately contributed nothing to this conversation. It is always what it is. It can't be anything else. <laughs> it has to be what it is. This is also Hamlet. Uh, this <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's, it doesn't sound like Seinfeld when I say that. I, I was going to say it sounds like Heidegger. He's like, what is, it cannot be not. He's like, because to be not something is, it's like, shut up. Anyway, it is I'll, what it is. If she's in high school, I'll date her. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry Seinfeld. Some things never get old, like his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he murders them? <laughs> oh my God. No, he just goes from one to the other. Jesus oh, Christ, Andrew. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, uh, Well, listen, uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. Hey. Secondly, typically what we like to do on this podcast is make fun of Jerry. No, yeah. We like to take a look back at the games that we used to play when we were kids. Typically, it's something that had a an effect on us one way or another, either good or bad. Yeah. We uh, rate and review the game as we remember it when we played it back in the day. Then we take a little, a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. We play the game. Yep. We play some of the audio of that. Then we come back and rate and review the game once again out of four bits about how the game holds up. Yeah. In the modern day, against the likes of modern games. Whoa. But before we do that, okay. we like to shift our handlebars straight to the left and take a quick left turn. That If your handlebars are making that sound, you need some WD-40. Mm, interesting. Do you think they have like a, a major version of WD-40 called WMD-40? They should, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I actually do, yeah. And it, may, it, it does huge amounts of, of uh, repairs. 
That's yes. yes. The, like well, what the U.S. did to Iraq, basically. Yeah, trying to find its WMD forties. Yes, yeah, yes. And, and repaired it. And there's no, <laughs> there's no question that everything has worked out fine. Over I think there. they actually made it the leader. They installed the WMD forty government. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Exactly. They tore down a huge statue of WMD forty. Yes. Yeah. The, the only problem is he's so quiet. <laughs> Never they're find like, it. They're like, let's close the door on this dictatorship. <laughs> and it made no sound effect. Oh my goodness. Mikey, mm-hmm. we're back again. We have so much to talk about. Um, I, I do. You, you, do you want to start then? What do you want to talk about? You know what I'd love to talk about? What's that? I want to tell you a story. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you, I have so much to talk about. Would you like to start? Okay. Where do I start? <laughs> okay. Well, there's just so the much. Hell? What do I say? <laughs> I want to start with a story. Okay. And I want to tell you a story about a sport that you love. Mm. Actually, a game that you love. Ah. It's called Golf Story. Oh. Now, uh, have you ever heard of this game? Golf Story? Yeah. I, I know. Okay. I'm so... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm pleased to be here today oh to be talking to Andrew yeah. about uh, what could potentially be his favorite game of all time. A game that was made for him. Uh, it's called... Golf story. I understand that. Uh, I've said that. Did I say that yeah, once you've before? Yeah, you already said that. Okay, okay. Did I, did I do my WMD bit? Yeah, oh, yeah, that already came right. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, Golf Story yeah. is a game that I picked up on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. It's a game that is very, it looks on the surface like Stardew Valley or like a lot of those 2D overhead pixel games like Pokemon or something okay. along those lines. It's an RPG game, but the combat mechanic and the leveling up and growth all has to do with the three button click golf. Okay, so if you think about like hot shots, when you go to take a swing, boom, boom, boom. Yep. You hit your shot. All the puzzles in the game can be solved by some form of that. There are switches throughout the overworld, for example, that you want to find that are hidden throughout the map. So you Mm -hmm. hit a golf shot that'll like go land perfectly on it. You also do have like actual golf courses to go play but the story is you are an up-and-coming golfer who okay. just wants to find representation and wants to play golf in the major leagues question mark okay that sounds right yeah. um and everyone doubts you and you go do fetch quests and tasks like that for them you level up your character and that allows you to do better things like uh uh you know controlling your ball better hitting it farther okay. more spin etc cetera, etc cetera. And it all plays like an rpg hmm. like a typical rpg now i know that you got into stardew valley for a while, right? Oh, yeah, I love Stardew Valley. So if you like that sort of, oh, granted, you didn't really play it at all for the story, right? You were the no. hermit in Stardew Valley. Land. I didn't, if I didn't have to talk to a single person, they're like, hey, Andrew, there's a moon festival down at the dock. I'm like, good, stuck a f- needle up your ass. Hey, you. <laughs> what needle yeah. up your ass? Yeah, yeah. Did you well, find that needle in the haystack? I did. Actually, it was fishing, I found it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, fuck off. I enjoy your moon festival. And then I was just like, I'm going to look after my crops. I would, <laughs> look after. I, would, I would go explore a cave nearby. Oh, no, I did that too. I the, got to the bottom of the cave. The number of times mm. I would be woke, like carried home because I fell asleep in the cave. What a failure. Just you got to have some salad on you. I always have <laughs> salad. Yes. But the problem more, is. It gives you more energy than coffee. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But it's one of those things too where like I would be terrible on a, uh, in a situation where you need to ration out your food because mm. I'm eating that power bar. Minute number three. Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. cannot see food without eating food. Yeah. Even, see food like fish or? Yes. Yeah. I, I can't see food because I'm afraid of fish. Oh, you're afraid of fish. Yeah, so it scares me. But does that that uh, idea of golf story, does that uh, is that interesting to you? Not really. What? No, I'm serious. I, I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to play along, but not really because like that's not why I'm playing golf. It's not like, you know, like, oh, you talk to the man in the forest who had a, an enchanted tree that you can make a club out of or something yeah. like that. And you're like, no, I'd rather just play golf. 
But isn't it nice to to be able to incorporate some of the systems that you appreciate in other games in a for in a in a format that you otherwise wouldn't? Because like, do you ever play yeah. those RPGs or not? Well, yeah, like yeah, yeah, from time to time, like we were talking about. But like, it's just more that like, if I play a golf game, I, and I'm not trying to be so narrow minded in my view about this. It but sounds like, like I, you are though. Well, I am, and <laughs> is that if I go play a golf game, I'm going to go play a golf game on a professional course that I know about. That I'm like, oh, I'm going to sure, go play a, sure. Augusta. Oh my right. god, that's incredible. Right, because you didn't even love like hot shots and that. Like it wasn't no. as good to you as. As like the no, because then it becomes just anything at that point. That's just right. a video game in which uh, button accuracy yep. at certain times matters, and it's almost not really about golf at that point. That's fair. I mean, in the similar way where like Pokemon Snap isn't actually about taking pictures as much as it is just exploring. No, Pokemon. that's so, why I go to for, uh, that's why I go to photography expert. To, hmm? Hmm? Sorry, excuse me. What's that? What's when you fly the plane accurately and like it's uh, pilot school? Yeah. Where I learned how to use inverted controls in it, my video games. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, God, I got to fucking sue them or yell at them. <laughs> Customer complaint. You made my friend an asshole. Um, <laughs> no, what's the one that everyone that like started playing like two years ago? And everyone, oh, Flight Sim. Flight, flight Simulator. simulator. Yeah, so, yeah, yes, yeah. photography simulator. Yeah. Uh, that's the one I go to for serious photography. Oh, man, that game sounds great. It sounds awful. How many F-stops do I want? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Shut don't up. Know. What, what? Um, so, Golf Story, eh? Golf Story, I'm liking it. Nintendo it's on my Switch. Switch. It's like the perfect... It's the perfect game to just have with you as a portable. I love it. See, that's that. It's and you know what? You love it, and I love it now because it made oh. you happy, and we're friends. Do you love it enough to play it? Probably not. Oh fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to talk about a video game. Okay, want to go back and forth? Yeah, let's do this. Okay, let's go back and forth. Okay, a video game. So this, there's a quaint little game that I've been playing. Uh, it's called Call of Duty Warzone, <laughs> and uh, and if we haven't talked about it enough, it's a battle royale style thing. It is free. You do not have to put any money into it, and yet. If you put money into it, you'll get more guns or like- Is it more know, aesthetic or- It's all aesthetic. Yeah, okay. It's, okay. it's exactly like Fortnite and every other kind of thing. Yeah. You could play the game and win and do well. It's all aesthetic and how much investment you want to put okay. into it. It'll draw you, keep backing yep. it. Well, it's now going to be two weeks ago, two weeks ago, 10 days ago. The uh, It came out with the 80s action pack, okay? Oh, amazing. So 80s action pack means now you can be John Rambo- you can be, so, and they changed the map completely. But John Rambo is really interesting. You get to be Sylvester Sloan. And they have now little, like, those POW camps that you used to have in John in Rambo and stuff like that. And so they've changed the map completely. Oh, wow. And on top of that, you can be John McClane from Die Hard. You can be Bruce Willis. And there's now Nakatomi Plaza in the middle of the middle of the map. That's amazing. They, and they've changed the aesthetic completely. So the whole map was previously a current day map that was in the middle of the winter. And now they moved it all to the 1980s. And so now it's summer. So it's underdeveloped where it was previously. Oh, cool. And like, there's like all these different, oh, it's, I can't believe the amount of time it went to it. But more than, it's not really important for me to talk about Call of Duty. Because if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. And that's totally, I respect I both. hate it. I respect that. Oh, but I, I like it because it makes you happy. See, you're mocking my care for mm -hmm. you. <laughs> it's really hard to love you. <laughs> it's, you're making it really hard for me to love you, Mikey. Oh, that's not an expression you've ever heard before. Um, is Okay, so the thing I really want to talk about is Nakatomi Plaza. Okay. If you don't know anything about me, I love Die Hard. And so you tweeted about this, I did. And I responded in kind yes. with an inside joke that you and I love, and you just flew past it without paying attention. Yeah, I said, Nakatomi. <laughs> like Nakatomi. Socket, like yeah, like Socket to me, Richard Nixon yep. on Laughing. Uh, a joke that you and I love and no one else understands. Fair. But I love it. And uh, so I love Die Hard. Nakatomi Plaza is like, wait, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, <laughs> do you love it? Because it makes me happy. <laughs> but then I realized I've interrupted you a thousand <laughs> times since you've started speaking. Mikey, to put this to bed, yes. I do love it because it makes you happy. Thank you. 
Nakatomi Plaza is a is obviously the place where uh, where John McClane's ex wife worked, and that's where all the that's where Hans Gruber attacks and everything like that. I gotta say, I, I the amount of joy it gave me is comical. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I was like, oh, we're in Nakatomi Plaza, and I and and the person persons tens of people that program this building, I want to hug the amount of care that they put into this. Like, okay, this is the floor; it's under construction, so that means that the office is the floor up, and then the next floor is the IT room. That's where they blow out all the glass. Oh, and it is accurate to what you see in the building, and so all the other floors you don't know what because it's I don't know 50, 50 floors, yeah. right? Yeah, you, they're blocked off. So I was gonna, I was gonna ask you like how similar it is to the actual building, identical, and even That's to the amazing. roof. There's two roofs, and they're like the fans are kind of cut off, you, and the other one too, like even down to the smallest things where the office where you go to still has bottles laid out and stuff like that and if you go to one of the washrooms it has his shoes where he left them all oh, awesome like it's down to the littlest thing and in a game that is so cold and cash driven and and awful and the community's terrible like they kicked like three hundred thousand people off last month for racist and nonsense things they why call it Oh, because they, they weren't racist and homophobic enough. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, good. We gotta keep we gotta keep this community familiar. <laughs> yeah, as Call of Duty's poisonous as all hell. This is one thing that brought me a lot of joy. And if you like Die Hard like I do, if you like John Rambo like I do, I would recommend going to pick up this game right now because it's a free update. So, would there you, you go. say you're a Die Hard fan of it? Or I would, you I would not say, say that? I would say my passion for it is Die Hard. Okay. Yeah. Do you like Die, die Hardman? Hard Andrew, <laughs> this is why we podcast together. This is why die we hard podcast man. together. Uh, so, listen, elephant in the room. Uh, zombified elephant in the room oh boy. is the fact that you and I are not talking about what is now apparently the biggest Netflix movie of all time. There you go. In Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Uh, clearly, I'm on the wrong side of it. Although, for everyone who's seen it, I don't like, I think it's split pretty f- yeah. evenly down the middle for people who like it and people who don't. But regardless, it's worth seeing because you might end up on your side, Andrew. We, yeah. we The reason why we're not talking about it now, and that's the elephant in the room, is because we went in depth on it. Uh, on our Mushroom Club episode last Friday. Yes. Uh, Mushroom Club is over at patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast. It's our Patreon account. We talk about movies. We talk about games. We talk oh about Oh my God, games. he's back. We talk about oh doobies. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that we don't talk about on the retrograde podcast, mm-hmm. we bring over there. So oh, was I not explicit enough? No, you weren't. Okay. And uh, no, because you started rhyming or something like that. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's like, we love to do deep dives over there. So we went over there and did that. And plus our favorite zombie things of all time. Yes. Our so top three. What an episode. What an episode it was. So I'll go so over if there. So if you're wondering why we're not talking about Army of the yeah. Dead, that's why. We already talked about it and it's over there. <laughs> yeah. um, but except for that, Andrew, uh, I do also want to give a quick update on uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, please do. I'm still very close to being finished. Oh, it's um, just edging you right now. It's edging me right now. This uh, is the problem I get into with so many games when I'm like, I know I don't have that much left and you would think that would drive me to the end. Yes. But I have this weird <laughs> thing where I don't like being, I don't like finishing the things that I love because then they're over. Mikey doesn't finish. Remember Mikey the hashtag? Finish, Mike, either Mikey because I don't like it or because I do like it. Because the problem <laughs> is, is like, so Formula One Drive to Survive. Yes. I was, I had the last episode of season two to watch for about two. a year and at season two. For about a year to uh, a year to watch it, wow! And I only just finished it like after season three came out because every time I went to watch it, I'm like, yeah, but once I watch that, I don't have any more of it to watch, even though I just wow. haven't seen it. Yeah. So it's been the same thing with Batman when I'm like, I really want to play that game, but like, I don't want to. I don't want this to be the last time I pick it up. Wow. I I know I'm not going to be the kind of person who goes back into it to like beat it 100 percent no um but i will beat all of the side missions in it because those are all very fun for me yeah very they're, fun. they're the vr ar missions whatever those those mm. can be a little tedious at times but i i agree with you that 
that game is a lot of fun. And to be honest, I actually picked it up the other day because, you know, I have it downloaded. And uh, well, it's on PlayStation Plus right now. So oh, it's on PlayStation it's, yeah, Plus. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I, I played that as well just to get like, because I was like, oh, Mikey's playing this game. It would be good if I remember this game enough yeah. to talk to him about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I immediately was like, oh, yeah, I remember it's this great. game. Yeah, it's great. It's great. My problem is I still have Spider-Man downloaded oh. or not not downloaded but i own spider-man for the ps5 and that is apparently like still you know i played uh, a bunch of it but that is what is said to be the showcase game of the playstation 5 yeah the problem is after batman because i love batman way more than spider-man mm. even though i love spider-man i just can't imagine myself getting back into it you know the superhero games do become somewhat formal formulaic yeah um and it's a very similar gameplay style very similar. And if I'm going to play an Insomniac game soon, it's going to be in a couple weeks. In two weeks from now, mm. guess what's coming out? Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and fucking Clank. Yep. I cannot wait for this game. I don't know if I've ever been... It, 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 there are very few moments in my life where I've been so excited for a game to come out. And, really? And Ratchet and Clank's there. Ratchet and Clank is, to me, like peak video games. Wow. It's a good story. It's funny. The The levels are tight. I don't love open worlds as much as everyone else does. The gameplay is so much fucking fun. The collecting is fun. The uh, the the leveling up is fun. You've never really spent too much time with Ratchet and Clank. No, game, right? they don't hit me the same way. I'm very excited for you to be excited for this game and then not finish it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this is one where I absolutely will. Like, oh, this okay. is, it's the kind of game where I can't help myself with Ratchet and Clank because the gameplay minute to minute is so much fun. Mm. And it's only like a 20 hour experience. Oh, is it really? Usually. Yeah, it's, they're not usually that long. That's going to be great when this one's open world in 85 hours. I would honestly like it so much less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you would. God. Well, that's that's incredible. I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot coming up soon. It'll be eh? my day, my week by week update. Or maybe, you know, like three weeks because I'll finish it really quickly. Like, it's crazy, though, to me that when a game comes out like that, how many people finish it like the weekend after uh, it comes well, that, out? I don't really understand that. That's like saying, oh, I got a treat. I got candy or something like that. Yeah. And then you finish it immediately, like just in one bite. And you're like. You're not going to enjoy it? You're Savor not, it. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that. that's not going to come out for another couple of years, man. I was I was impressed with how quickly you beat The Last of Us 2. I was also impressed by that. And also Red Dead 2. You beat that in, like, two weeks. I beat that really... I, that, that was one where I was just, like, so engorged with the story. Mm, mm. Uh, no, I was just so into the story. I was just like, how's this end? How's this end? Right. And then it ended, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a giant boy. I'm a little cowboy, too. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what else have you been playing or watching? You uh, mentioned you were watching something oh, that you were really yes. excited to tell so, me about. So, as of uh, two days ago, was the f season finale, maybe possibly finale finale, I haven't watched it yet, of Mayor of Easttown, Kate Winslet's show on HBO uh, about... Say that again? Ma Mayor of Ma Easttown. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, not like a horse. Her shortened version of her name is Mayor. A what? Horse? Oh, no! <laughs> Damn it! Horse Rod like the wind, bullseye! <laughs> You're a good podcast. Nay, nay, nay. Oh, good oh, old. God. This is, I think we're like seven weeks in a row mentioning horses. God damn it. Do you think other podcasts mention horses as much as we do? I, I still think it's a little bit of, you hear a word for the first time and yes. then you hear it six more times. If you try and go like, okay, how many more people mention the word? I don't even know. Banana. Yeah. And then you start listening for it. Maybe you'll be surprised at how many times you hear Should it. Should we just change this to banana? And we can say horse. You're glad I didn't say banana. <laughs> No, no, no. I, uh, yeah, uh, I actually, you know what? D pads. If there's another word you think we say a lot that we shouldn't make another drop for, uh, I want to hear it. You cannot say the phrase "I will say" because I've, I've, I, I, huh? I listen to a lot. No, no. 
Hear me out. Oh, okay. I'm going to ruin podcasts for you in a oh, second. Oh, boy. Don't do that. I enjoy podcasts. Well, too bad, Andrew. Oh, okay. You're stuck with me. <laughs> um, there's something that is said on just about every podcast all the time, and it's, I will say. You know, like like if you're making oh, a yeah. point, you're like, I will say, I yeah, think blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. You'll say it three times this episode. Oh, I, I I'll will. say it three times this episode. Every podcast I listen, listen to that's conversational says it, and you can't unhear it once you've heard it. I was recently in a meeting, and somebody said, uh, is there a world... Where, and I started looking around because I'd realized there's six people in this meeting. Every person had said that expression at different times. And I thought it was some kind Is of there like- a world where? Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> am I being pranked? Did you guys all take a bet to see if I would notice this? And I'm like, is the Google Doc called in a world where? And they're like, they're like, they looked at me like I was going crazy. It was my own personal Twilight Zone. I was like, no, you're crazy. No, you're all <laughs> did crazy. You, did you bring it up? Yeah, oh, yes. A thousand percent I did. I said, Is this like a dare that you guys are having or something like that? Oh, man. That's, I hate when there's buzzwords that go around the office. At, the, at my oh. old work, it was things like- um, um, uh, Low hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit, six of the, six of one, half dozen of another. Yeah, I say that expression a lot, actually. Uh, a lot of people say uh, one foul swoop, which drives me fucking nuts because it's one fell swoop. And people are trying to be Shakespearean and get it wrong. I couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. What the hell? Make sense of that. Yes. I could care less, you idiots. That's yes. the expression. Okay, whatever. I Yeah, no, Wait, I also- No, 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 no. You got, you got it opposite. No, it's actually, I couldn't. It's not, I couldn't care less. That's actually, that's actually wrong. It's, I could care less. Really? Yes, but I couldn't care less makes more sense to me. I understand because we've co-opted the way we use it. But why? How does I could care less, Mikey? I didn't come up with the vernacular. Don't come. Don't attack the messenger. But my one friend. makes sense and one doesn't. <laughs> Take it up with God. I don't know. What do you I've want? I've been trying. He won't return my calls. Here's more tech expressions that I can't stand. Blue sky thinking. Uh, working in silos. Um, <laughs> bandwidth is now become an idea for how much thought you have to give something. Oh, Do you okay. have enough bandwidth for that? You're like, we had words for this previously. <laughs> like that, that kind of mental energy. Oh man, I could keep going. If anyone wants to hear that, I might do a, a whole mushroom club about it. I could do all my tech thoughts and I'm like, oh my God. So how is Mayor of Eastworth? It's Easttown. Uh, it's mm-hmm. really good. I don't want to know about that show. <laughs> I asked about a specific show. Mayor of Eastworth is a young female horse uh, in the in the farm of Eastworth. Uh, <laughs> Kate Winslet is a police officer in the suburb of Philadelphia, I believe, uh, called Easttown. Uh, and there is a murder and everybody is connected. Oh. And it's very interesting because what they've done is a really good job of is by the end of the first episode, you know 30 people and you could tell me how they're related to each other and how they know each other. Oh, shit. They do an incredible job of explaining and dropping you right into the middle of it. And then you go... Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, but Tony's related. Okay, but his daughter, Brenda, and they work at the restaurant together. It's you like just, Game of Thrones. It's, it's like Game of Thrones, but for a murder in a small town in Massachusetts? Uh, no, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Oh. Um, so, oh, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, oh, also, because of that, you also get the incredible Pennsylvania accent. So, uh, uh, yeah, so use and uh, water, and uh, it's incredible. It's And Gabe Winslet, turns out, good actress. So uh, I've, I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never Plucky seen her up in a and movie, Yeah, no. No. Oh, you never saw her in a movie? Never saw her in a movie. I don't even I don't even know what she looks like. Well, I think she's a very handsome woman. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think you're going to quite enjoy this. Uh, I would go out and watch it as soon as possible because the finale just happened. So, and I imagine there is going to be kind of a reveal or kind of something shocking that might happen. Yeah. So if you don't want to get that ruined for you, go do it. There's only seven episodes. They are HBO hours. Okay. But you got to do it. But I bet you anything, you will not watch one episode. 
You will sit down and watch the second one. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant like you're going to recommend it and I won't watch a single one. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, but you mean it more in the Messier style of Lay's potato chips? Yes, you won't be able to just have one. Yes, okay. Yes. That's what he said. Yes. Hi, you- I'm Mark Messier and you won't be able to have just one. <laughs> these, Lay's, these Lay's potato chips, you will not just be able to have one of these chips. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Mark Messier. Um, so yeah, so uh, so Mary Town, I would totally recommend to go watch as soon as possible. Amazing. Yeah, I uh, the only other thing that's really been keeping me in terms of gameplay has been uh uh Overwatch. Are you still are you still into it? Uh no. <laughs> no, I'm not because I had one of those like really poisonous like encounter games and I was like, "All right, this is why I don't play this game." Oh, really? Yeah, where one guy's like, "Switch, switch, switch." I'm like, "Hey dude, I'm doing the best I can and I have four golds. Shut the hell up right now." <laughs> like, you know, kind of thing like, "I don't want to brag, but I'm not your problem." And yes. also keep it to yourself for a second. I I have had such pleasant experiences lately in Overwatch. And Mikey, that makes me happy. Oh, I'm not even joking. I wish I could be having your experiences. Right. I'm going to live vicariously through that because I want to play that. But I was also like, oh, right, this is why I don't play this game. So I, so that, it's so weird because as much as we love to think that we are underrated for our skill levels or we should be higher sure. or, or we're just getting a shit string of luck or whatever... When you go on a win streak in oh. this game and you have some good experiences, you're like, I'm never going to lose. I, exactly. I, yes. I, I figured it out and I'm never going to lose. The basketball player, the, the hoop looks like a lake, they say. You exactly. I mean? like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that that is strange because that could be a whole whack of eye issues that they should get checked out. Oh, absolutely. And all the players are swimming. And you're yes. describing water polo at that point. <laughs> I'm so good. Um, so I, I, I've been playing a lot. I've been playing as Ana, and I have been... This is one thing I'll say. It's been long enough that I've been kicking ass as Ana that I really think I've turned a corner. And what it is, is recognizing that mechanically, I'm not the best. So I'm never going to take a one-on-one. What I'm going to do is find a way to get out of every situation when someone tries to one-on-one me unless I'm really feeling hot. Yeah. Um, And by doing that, I just never die and I can always keep my team up. And I just, I call them out and I'm like, hey guys, I'm being dove. If you don't come get me, then I'm going to die and that's on you. And I'm just really blatant about it. Yeah. And often if there's someone near me who I think should be helping me, I'll call them and I'll be like, hey, you need to turn around and help me out. And if they do, great. And if they don't, they don't. But they've been responding really well. That's I great. played the other afternoon. It was right at the end of Ana, uh, during the anniversary event and a lot of events, they have certain skins that you can get only by playing a certain number of games or winning a certain number of games. And I love that concept, but I found out about a new skin for Ana, which is like a cyberpunk, like purple and blue, which is so my aesthetic. And Ana's my character. And I was like, I had nine games to, to, or no, I had 18 points I needed. And you get two points per win, one point for per gameplay. Okay. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to get it. Maybe I'll work my way up. Played one game. I did pretty well, and apparently there were people who had, like, a four stack, so they were playing four together, and they invited me in, so I was five. And we played eight more games and didn't lose a single one. Wow. And it was just... It was orgasmic. It was so good, and I had such a good time playing it to the point where I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get... You've had an orgasm before, right? That's... Yeah. I mean, that's when... uh, And that... that, and yeah, so you've had an orgasm before? I've a hundred percent. Stop. That's, that's a yes or no question. You've had an orgasm before. I would love to say that I haven't Why? because then I would I would have a lot to look forward to. Uh so I won't say that. So it's yes or no. That I won eight games in a row? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. And no. it was orgasmic. Let me tell you, I was pissing everywhere. <laughs> I just I peed in some vaginas. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, you know Isn't what I mean? it weird when you orgasm in someone and pee comes out of their nose? <laughs> it is weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's so, sex is bizarre. <laughs> Don't ask me. Take it up with the big guy. <laughs> he won't return my calls, Andrew. I told is that you. about that in words? What's up with words? Um, um, no, but I've, I've been having such a good time. And lately, I've been very hard on myself for playing Overwatch again because it does get in the way of me playing other games that I haven't life. experienced before. Uh, I don't really care that much about that. <laughs> um, so, but but lately, I've just really been enjoying it. And I'm like, I can't be hard on myself yeah. for just playing a game that I'm really liking, even no. if it's repetitive. And that's the thing is like, are you enjoying it? Yeah, well, good for you. And like, good. who the fuck cares? Yeah. You know, Mike and I often talk about too, is like, there's, there's such a... I don't know. There's such negative, like this just in the video game world can be very negative sometimes, uh-huh. but uh, is that like you play this? Wow. Well, you're not a real gamer. You do that. You should be doing this. Oh, you're playing this way. You're wrong. Yeah. I kind of think it's just like, man, are you enjoying it? That's great. Good for you. Honestly, that, you that know? whole like planting your flag and saying what is and is not a gamer is the dumbest shit in the world. Oh, so and this dumb. is why I need to once again, advocate for nerds being bullied slightly a little bit more. Well, nerds are bullies. That's what has happened. Yes. That's like, it's this weird thing of like, no one should bully us. Now I'm going to bully my other people. They like, bully themselves huh? all the time. I, I get it always. But I don't, I, okay. So this is where Mikey and I are divided. I don't think they should be bullied. I think no one should bully each other. Uh-uh, How about that? Uh-uh. I think they need <laughs> oh, a wedgie. Boy. I think they need to be brought back to the stone age, yeah. baby. And that by that, I mean, huck a stone at their big, dumb glasses. Oh, no, don't do that. Yep. Don't and throw stones at people. step on them and call them four eyes. Yeah. If they're not hanging in a locker by the end of the day, right. I'm taking that personal. Okay. Well, there you go. Mikey is uh, threatening each of you, each and every one of you. What is a pocket protector, by the way? Do you have, have you, do you know what that is? So I, I don't know because I'm, I'm so, I'm such a jock. Yeah. So I, how could I Classic know? jock. I'm just here orgasming through people's noses mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and just love and sex. So I wouldn't know what a pocket protector is, but. Mikey, I just want to tell you, mm-hmm. I believe you. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Yep, no problem. And it's so weird that my my parents think otherwise. Really? Yeah, yeah. You talk about sex with your parents a lot? <laughs> I, I talk about sex, baby. Exclusively? <laughs> I talk about with Brian and Lori. Oh, my God. They're my Those parents. are his parents' names, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so a pocket protector is, it's in the, the front pocket, the yeah. nerd pocket, as the I nerd like pocket, to call it. Yeah. And you have this little, like, you put pens in there, but you it used to be where pens were much more susceptible to leaking. Oh. So you would get, like, these little pen marks if you put it in upside down or without a uh, uh, cap or the yeah, cap came yeah, off. Yeah. So the pocket protector is, like, this little plastic thing that holds your pens in place and they won't uh mm, yeah i don't know that just seems efficient to me but honestly um, it does like a calculator watch too we make fun of now we have calculators on our phone we don't make fun of that no yeah isn't that funny we just killed like 12 industries by just having a phone i know yeah. i know yeah. i know sucks screw it texas instruments you know what i would love a calculator on though more than anything mm, is my bicycle I want to ride my, my bicycle. bicycle. I want to ride my bike. Wonderful. So we're going to be playing Excite Bike. And I got to tell you, the bike is not the only thing that's excited. Mikey is so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to piss everywhere. <laughs> but I'd, I'd rather you stop with that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no one- embarrassing that I'm so virile. virile. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You are shaming others with your virality. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I honestly, though, I am very excited for you Excite are. Bike. It's the 1984 game. At, well, it came out in Japan in 1984 for the Famicom. Yeah. 1985, it was a release, uh, a, a launch title release for the NES right. in North America. There was also an arcade game called Versus Excite Bike oh. um, that was super, super popular in, in some arcades. My memories of this, though, come from the NES. Yes, uh, me as well. I feel like I, Miyazaki. Oh, very is good. A person who makes games. Um, the I, I do think that Excite Bike is one of those games like Duck Hunt that everyone had and almost forgets how much you played it until yeah. you play it again. But this is an era of video game that I mean, we talk about this a lot, where it's like it's like there are games that have bikes and motorcycles and racing and everything oh, now. Oh, boy, are there. And if you want to play those in in a real way, you go and play those games. Mm-hmm. But this is so simplistic that there's no chance if I want to scratch this itch, I'm going to play a modern-day motorcycle game. Because you don't want to play a motorcycle game. Right, exactly. So this, is, this isn't really a motorcycle, a motorcycle game. game. It's so much so that the uh, the engine that this game was built on, which it was, by the way, directed by uh, a little baby boy named Shigeru Miyamoto. Jesus Christ, was it really? It, it really was. Holy hell. And then he and his team, which was the same team that made Excite Bike, went on to make uh, uh, Super Mario Bros. using the same engine as Excite Bike. Now, that oh, sounds bonkers until you no. think about the fact that there's an acceleration, so you're not constantly moving the same speed every time you go left or right. Uh, and and jumping. They, jumping. Yeah. Uh, the, and, and just the side-scrolling yeah. mechanic. Like, a lot of the... the you, you pop up the hood, and a lot of the ones and zeros are probably placed in the same way. I know video game <laughs> creating. creating. <laughs> Open up the box. Ones, zeros, ones. Mario. Mario. Oh, oh, very good. Oh, Mary. Oh, the O's is zero. Yeah, exactly. And the I is a one. I get it. Yeah. I'm Luigi. Okay, one, zero, one, <laughs> zero, one, one, one. Luigi. All right, perfect. Um, I, so, so it kind of makes sense how they would translate, but it started with this, this mechanic, and I think this is it makes so much sense as to why Mario is so successful, is because the mechanics of Mario are so perfect. When people talk about Mario, they talk about the world and the music and the living and the, the just the, the, the gaming yeah. nature of it, which is great. I mean, that is mm-hmm. often what mm-hmm. people like about Mario. But what you don't talk about is how perfect and floaty the jump is. Without being too loose, it feels like you have control over it. How 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 great it is to accelerate across the ground yeah. as opposed to just running immediately. Like, those mechanics, like core gameplay mechanics, I think are what made Mario as lasting as, as it ended up Ooh, being. I, I agree with you completely. I just, the word I go to is it's tight. It's just tight. Yeah. Like, yeah. everything is just there. It's compact. It doesn't do too much. It doesn't do too little. It's just there. Like, well, it's I just mean, tight. Think about, think about like Maximo. We played, we played oh, Maximo. Oh, boy, Go- did we? Super Ghoulies and Ghosts and Super Goblins. Super Ghoulies and Ghosties. Uh, and and one of the biggest issues, whether it was a design choice or not, it didn't age well. The fact that, like, you had to choose your jump direction as you jumped. You know, mm-hmm. moving felt a little bit bad. Whereas Mario, I don't care which Mario you're picking up, it always feels like those mechanics could play like they are in a modern game, and it's going to be great. Yeah, which which lends me to be very excited about Excite Bike. Oh, it, it lends me to very to be very Excite Bike. Mm, you are a ghouls, and I <laughs> I think you're ghosty. Oh, how dare you! Don't accuse me of ghosty. <laughs> they burned me at the stake for being a ghosty over oh, here. Oh, speaking of burning at the stake, I can't uh-huh. believe I didn't bring this up because it's very video game related. I started watching another show, and then we'll get back into Excite Bike, Castlevania. On Netflix. Oh, the cartoon, right? The, uh, oh, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> if Mikey recommends it, you know. It was a cartoon. I tried to find the Halston cartoon, and I couldn't find it. <laughs> 
I was, it was unbelievable. Where's, where's uh, animated Hugh McGregor? Well, he's in Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Um, no, I honestly, Castlevania turns out fucking great show. Like, mm. really, really good. And if, you, if you've seen it, you know. If you haven't, you probably won't start yet. I think the fourth season is just over. Yeah. But I waited so long before getting into it because I'm like, there's no fucking way this is good. I just want to check. Batman's not in it? Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of bats. Who knows? Who that's knows? true. Yeah. He may show. Maybe he is one of those bats. He's a cameo. It's pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. There are Ninja Turtles in it. Um, no, so so um, yeah, I brought I brought up uh, 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 Castlevania. That was that was kind of uh, bringing it aside. But uh, what were we talking about? Just we're talking about Psych Bike. No, I know, but the mechanics. Then- uh, ghoulies and ghosties. Ghoulies and oh right, we were joking about ghouls and ghosts, and that's when I thought about uh, 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 Castlevania. But this game <laughs> itself is just the the kind of filtered down version of what makes Mario great at right. its mechanical level. The controls of this game, I just remember being so perfect. There's accelerate and brake. And that's pretty simple. But the thing I remember most about this is when you jump, you control the the the, the axis of your bike, so you yeah. have to land flat mm-hmm. or on a, a jump. If that's if you're going up against another jump, you right. have to ra- land at the angle to keep your momentum. And that concept is used. I mean, it's logical in a racing game where you're doing jumps nowadays anyway, but like Mario Kart, the newer Mario Karts have now just started using that, where when you land, you're supposed to land flush with the ground as opposed to like leaning back or leaning forward. Right. And it's like, man, yeah, that mechanic, when that is kind of like just what the game is, it still even works for me. It's so simplistic. No, it is. And that's that's why it works. It's so funny because Excite Bike, to me, is like... Oh, you used to, I play, did I play this a Flash game? It's like, no, no, there's so many versions yes. of this or copying yes. of yes. this. And this is the original. And that's why I really am excited <laughs> by kid to do it. Andrew, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand the joke. Okay. I don't think there's a lot to understand. I Listen. And I don't. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? It is what it is. <laughs> um, no, so so I think immediately when we play it, you, you mentioned there's like a lot of clones and a lot of different games that are like it. I really think that this might be the best of those versions. Oh, wow. There have been a lot of, or at least that's in my mind. That's what I'm a little afraid of. Like how much, how smooth is it going to be given that it's an NES game yeah. compared to some of the games that we played more recently? I don't know. But the, you know, you talk about the overall atmosphere of Mario and what made that great. And a lot of that is the music and everything. The music in this game, I remember also being fantastic. I feel like Miyamoto demands that of everyone that's working with him. So it was composed by Akito Nakatsuka, which uh, you may know from Kukuland. He also worked us alongside Koji Kondo, who's a much more famous composer in the Nintendo world, on Devil World in 1984. Uh. I don't know that game, but he also did, uh, uh, Akito did the uh, compositions for Punch-Out as well. Okay. So especially in the early era of Nintendo, had his hands all over everything. Oh, which got him in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. Yeah. That's why post punch out, he just wasn't around that much. <laughs> That's why we can't play Devil World anymore. No, but my neighbor, <laughs> my neighbor introduced uh, himself to me yesterday, uh, no. and he said it was because he had to, and his name was Akito Nakatsuka. No way. Because mm-hmm. the court asked him to. The court asked him to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Boy. And then he asked oh, me boy. in for a drink. And you said? I said I'm 32, and then he slammed the door in my face. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd call the cops just to make sure. Hey. Yeah? I don't call the cops. <laughs> I'm not an arc. I'm not a snitch. <laughs> Who am I, Takashi69? <laughs> 
Um, so the gameplay, there are five racetracks in total. You race solo or against the CPU, but the goal is always just to beat one of the top scores and you place in the top three and that takes you to the Excite Bike Challenge. Okay. It's a very straightforward game. We're going to get the hang of it and understand everything that it offers right away. But in that sense, this game is almost more of a puzzle game to me than an actual right. racing game. It's about what is the high score you can get. In this, the high score is time, but it really is more about the placement of your bike, getting the right jumps and making sure you get a good line in the same way as like Tetris. It's like you just want everything to run efficiently. Yeah. There's a much, there's a similar understanding here. Um, the motorcycle itself has a temperature gauge. So ah. if you go too fast, it might burn out on you. Yeah. Um, and uh, you could fall off your bike too, which is cool. Oh. And if you fall off, you have to tap A to run back to your bike. Oh, I which do is remember little, this. Yeah, I do like, remember it's that. It's like very... Ahead of its time, it feels like for a Nintendo game. Yeah, between that and the gauge, I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. You know, a little strategy. Yeah, exactly. And it, it almost feels like no matter what Miyamoto was doing, he wanted to kind of push it forward. It's like, what are we doing? Well, it's a racing game with motorcycles. And he's like, but it can't be just that, you know? And he tries to add these other elements to it. His his level of fun and just like whimsy also uh, shone through on the Famicom version of this in oh. Japan, where you could design your own tracks. You could do this in the North America version as well, but you could also save your tracks in the Japan in the Japanese version on a peripheral that they called the Famicom data recorder. Have Whoa. you ever heard of this thing? No. Neither have I. It's a it's you were you save it onto a cassette tape, and that's how it saves its data. It's that's a peripheral incredible. that only came out in Japan. I can't believe this thing existed. Oh my god, that's so cool. The more I think about things like this, and you know, I, I talked about the 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 two hundred dollar Pokeball that I wanted to get. Mm -hmm. I do kind of you know I've been getting into vinyl as like a collectible. Yeah. I kind of want to get into like collecting old video games and old video games. Oh reference. boy. So uh, if anyone wants to donate to my uh, <laughs> my habit, feel free. But it just feels like that would be a cool thing to do. I don't uh, know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Maybe I'm wrong. Now, Andrew, do you have uh, uh, much experience playing this game when you were a kid? You know, like I think like most anybody would. It's not like anybody's like, oh, yeah, remember uh, remember the third course left turn? Yeah, that was a hell of a... <laughs> you like, I think it was mostly that like, oh, I played this game. That was fun. And then you're just kind of like, that's it. You know? Same same with me. I feel like until, until you actually get down and play it again, you almost don't remember how much you remember from it. Yeah. Similar to something like Duck Hunt or something right. along those lines where it's like, we've all played it. And, and I think often we don't remember how much we played it until now. That's a good comparison yeah they're like yeah. oh i play a lot that a lot and you're like tell me something about it and you're like um there's the, a dog the ducks come up he and there's a, there's a dog is mario there <laughs> yeah it's like it's like what is there to remember yeah you i can know? describe the gun itself to you it yeah, was exactly. orange and gray yeah, that's cool <laughs> by the way speaking of peripherals i'd love to have hanging around my place oh, yeah just a couple like guns because you know how much i'm a gun nut oh you're a huge gun nut. huge gun nut and i just want to look at guns all day and the most dangerous gun of all time the duck hunt gun because it prevented kids from playing outside absolutely and if you shot yourself in the genitals you, you became sterile is that true yeah that can't be true that mound do that mountain. imagine shooting mountain dew at your own genitals <laughs> yeah but imagine shooting the mountain dew a couple times and then pouring it all over your genitals Andrew, that's you're about we're to gonna make, have to do. If, if I drink too much Mountain Dew, I orgasm immediately. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I think maybe there, there's not too much to say about this apart from to get into it. So uh, for those of you who are new or may have just forgotten, Andrew and I each give these games two specific rankings. The first ranking out of four bits is our review based on what the game meant to us growing up, as we're reviewing it back when it first came out. Then we take a bit of a break to revisit the game and give it its second ranking, also out of four bits, mm. which represents how the game holds up in the modern day. That said, every game will receive an ultimate score out of a possible 16 bits, with eight of those bits coming from 
from Andrew, four mm-hmm. for the retro score, four for the current score, and eight for myself. Same breakdown. Andrew, yeah. why don't you rev those engines and Whoa. get started and give us the rating of Excite Bike out of four in the modern day after I start speaking and introducing you because today uh, is Sunday, Sunday, oh, Sunday, okay. and it's the Lord's Day, and everyone knows you don't take the Lord's name in vain. Okay. And in that case, I am the Lord of everything oh you know, the announcer so of Excite Bike. Do not interrupt me, okay. but do your best to rate this God. game okay. after I finish oh, speaking because there God. is so damn much it. left to say. Our sponsor of the evening is Shredded Metal. That's right. Pick up your bit of shredded metal after Excite Bike. Our cars go up in flames. Okay, so Excite Bike. Is this this is this gets a certified stamp of tough. Tough. And you know why it's tough? Is because I like this game. You like this game. You at home right now. You're like, I like this game, right? But tell me something about this game. Tell me the last time you're like, I want to go play this game. This is tough in the way that I remember liking this game, but that's about it. I don't remember anything about it. I remember liking it. I remember playing copycat versions of it. I like that the, the I like the idea of it, but I, I like this specific sure, game. Sure. I don't know. So I can't give it the score that I appropriately probably should because I'm like, you like this game. Give it a three and a half. Right. But I can't because I can't tell you anything about this game. And I, I, it's not even a three because I don't think oh, like, no. no, I know, I know. I don't oh, want to no. hurt this guy. I don't want to hurt this game too much because I liked it. But at the same time, what is this game? Who is it? And do I have any memories doing it? I don't know, Mikey. It kills me. It kills me. I think I have to give it two and a half. It sucks. It sucks. That sucks. But I understand. Thank because you. Because... This game came out in 1985. Yeah. Neither of us were born at this no. point. So for us, for it to have influenced us in the way that, uh, you know, concurrent releases yeah. year by year would have, or it's 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 less of a chance that that's going to happen. The earlier Mario games weren't even that much of an influence uh, on me because I barely played them right. uh, compared to what I would end up playing on the Super Nintendo. What was the first game? What was the first Mario game that you're like, that's the one? Super Mario Brothers, I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, that was, I, I played the, a shit ton of that yeah. one. But it's funny going back and, and looking at all the Mario games. My memory of specific Mario games is much worse than I would have thought. Oh. I have all of my, we talk about franchise bleed. That in the early Mario games is so prevalent to me. Ah. Um, but this one's Excite Bike, and I do have a bit of that blend because I played a lot of games like it, both in the arcade and on uh, the the NES and, and subsequent games after that, especially Flash games. This was a pretty yeah. tried yeah. and true yeah. method. But I also firmly remember playing this game. I remember playing this game in Animal Crossing on the GameCube, which sounds weird, yeah. but you could get an NES in your, uh, in your house in Animal Crossing on the GameCube and games to play with it. So Excite bike was one of those games and you could go in and actually play it and that's back when i remembered like what you're gonna do today by playing this game Mm -hmm. is gonna it's gonna remind you of how much it actually meant to you and maybe it was a lot maybe it was a little when i turned it on in animal crossing i was like right this game is fucking amazing it hits all those immediate dopamine rushes that you get in mario kart when you like land on the the speed boost thing perfectly and then hit a jump and land perfectly and then get a boost off the jump it's not it's not a perfect game because it is very simple but the mechanics every time i think about it similar to punch out it's just like yes that is so many games that we play nowadays boiled down to their essential components yep and because of that i can play this way longer than you're supposed to in the Mm. modern day but i love this one for what it was it's three and a half out of four for me whoa three and a half holy shit 
this it's a great one and i hope i hope it holds up and i do i do think it will because this is from that era of games uh where you were very liable uh to get something that was hard for the sake of eating your quarters yeah and this one because it was originally made for the uh the famicom and the nes although it was ported to the 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 arcade around the same time feels more like it's a mechanically satisfying game that doesn't demand a much in ter- much as much from you in terms of difficulty mm-hmm. and that was such a refreshing break for earlier games because it used to be that they thought difficulty was supposed to be through the roof because as we talk about all the time on this podcast they were supposed to suck your quarters yes yes like yes. like Dracula at an arcade um, I want to suck your quarters Hello, can I come in to play a video game? Oh, no, you can't, Dracula. Oh, Dracula. No, 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 no. But I have so many quarters <laughs> on oh, me. This makes an exciting argument here. I will let you play my excitement. <laughs> okay, bring him in. Okay, okay now yeah. show me your neck. <laughs> okay, unrelated. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I can't wait to take a break. Before we take a break and ah. play this game, uh, although this game is available on the NES online through Nintendo Switch, through like all their classic games, if you have a, a subscription to the Nintendo Switch online service, yeah. you can play this game uh, at will. At but will. We, at Will's house. If you have a friend oh. named Will who has this game, yeah. you can do that as well. Yeah, if his name's Bill, that's also Will. You don't even tell him the secret. It's Absolutely. like how uh, how a, uh, a a vampire needs to ask for permission mm-hmm. to enter into a house. You don't need to tell him you're treating him like a Will. Yes. You just right. know it in your head. Yeah. And may- maybe once, yeah. just on the down low, you go to him and you're like, hey, Will, can you go get me some water? Yeah. And he'll say. He'll say, what the hell did you just say? I said, what did you think I said? I don't know. I'm asking. That's great. But what's your name? My name? Yeah. You better believe it's Bill. Okay. And then that's what I said, probably. Okay. Well, I guess I will that go That must be what water. I said. Trevor? My name <laughs> is Alfonso. <laughs> yeah, you got to treat your wills and bills correctly. But yes. Uh, Mikey, I, I, I'm so excited to play this game. But before we do... Yeah. Where did we get this game from? We got this game from our lovely partners oh. over at ANC Games. Yes, indeed we did. locally run... Shop. I want to say mom and pop, but it's it's just a couple of nice brothers. It's a local ownership. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah. <laughs> of uh, it's a local shop located in Toronto. If you're in Toronto, you can find them located at a little location on a street called Spadina, and that number <laughs> oh, is. I hate this so much. Four fifty two Spadina Avenue. I don't know. But why if that... you want to find them online, <laughs> AC Games Online. <laughs> You got to work on that. That's pretty good. It's it close. wasn't bad yet. Yes. Yeah. It's better than your Will and Bill thing, but I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good though. It's a sequel to Will and Grace. Um, okay. So we're going to go take a break. They lend us the games that we uh, that we get so that we don't have to rely on emulators and mods yeah. as often as some people might have to. Otherwise, uh, if we don't have the game in our own personal possession, they're fantastic people. You can find them online or go visit them locally and tell them, direct your grade boys. Yeah. Tell them that. That yeah. would be great. It'd be great. It always is. Uh, so thanks again for listening, guys. We will see you on the other side after the gameplay I'm now ex- i'm excited mikey landrew will you go get me a water uh what did you call me w- what's your name andrew then that must be what i said hmm. okay see you on the other side bye all right here we go so we're looking at some excite bike already so this is the demo that's going on and it looks way slower than i remember it okay the music makes me makes you happy right yeah it just makes you happy here we go and Mikey's off. Do you like the little rumble of the motorcycle? I, I do. I really cute. like it. So you can obviously go in four tracks. Oh, um, you can see you can see yourself bouncing if you're not landing oh, properly. Oh yeah, which Mikey has been bouncing. I have. I'm still getting used because I'm playing with a joystick, right? 
Oh yeah, which is right. That you're just not used to. I, I do hate that they in while uh, while getting ready for a race, do not clear the track of all the debris. They should. Why don't I know. they? There we nice. go. Nice. There you go. I'm starting to get it. Uh, so there you go. Also, like not just going fast the whole time. You know what I mean? Like not going max speed the whole time. The the acceleration is very apparent. Yes. Because if you go max speed the whole time, you'll get max pain. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Andrew. Very good. Very well done. Thank you very much. I'm here all day. You have writing akin to a rock star game. You know what? I'm going to take that personally somehow. <laughs> Okay, so Mikey just finished his time of uh, 103.63, and you were first, obviously, because you were the only person in the race. I well, guess you were also last. So they, they well, <laughs> fuck you. So here goes Andrew. Oh, going didn't through. get enough speed. A lot of bouncing, no big deal. There's a lot of mud on the track as well. Do you, Andrew, yeah. have you played um, um, the Mario Kart 8, and there's the Excite Bike track? No. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Is that true? I didn't know that. That's, That's exciting. Right. I also love biking. Oh, I did it biking. again. I, okay, so if I'm landing perfectly flat in that middle area, that's front flipping in, me in out. Between, in between two uh, jumps, Ooh. basically. Yeah. If you land so far uh, apart from the way your bike is supposed to land, because you have to land according to the geometry of where your bike is touching. So if you're landing against a jump, the, the front of a jump, then you have to kind of angle yourself upwards at a 45 degree. Yeah, I guess so. Otherwise, it's like downwards at a 45 degree if it's if it's against the bottom of a jump or... And Andrew, yeah, there you go. All right. Third place. So you got... Um, yeah, okay. Number one. Yeah, number one, baby. Number one forever. Keep that in mind. I'm number one. Well, I also got number one, though. Oh, okay, right. So you're you're also... We're both number one. Then that means we're also last. Fuck. It, when you land on a ramp perfectly and it sh gives you a little bit of a speed boost, that's a great feeling. Oh, it totally is. When you land it perfectly. Yes. But so much of this game, it feels like, is getting used to uh, the way your uh, your bike is going to land. And you, you do kind of have to memorize the tracks a little bit. You Yeah, you very much do. The draw distance isn't very big. So you're kind of... A huge part of it is making you not... Making you react fast yeah. or memorize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's a huge part of just the game in general. I would love to look up on YouTube people the who have perfected this oh, and who just fucking oh, dominate it. Yeah, no, I, it would be incredible and, like, weird. Yeah, like, how much time are you still spending on this? Also, follow-up question, why? There you go, Mikey C. Mikey's now in the second lap, and he did a lot better that time. Yeah, there you go. Because if I messed up, I tried to say fault? that very honestly and not condescendingly. No, no, but it, it's it's kind of true where it's like, if I messed it up that time, it's like, well, you've seen it before. Why are yeah, you Yeah, what's up your problem? Now? Yeah. Whoa, now you sound like my dad. Oh, what's your problem? <laughs> why are you complaining still? <laughs> <laughs> So Andrew's kind of making uh, short work of the jumps. Oh, He's ate that one a little bit. But yeah, it's going okay for me so far. There you go. Good landing. Good landing. Yeah, Andrew. So Andrew's basically doing... Uh, he's he's kind of putting on a clinic in this one a little bit where you're, you're turning one jump into another. You land with your bike adjacent, I don't know, just in line basically with huh, the Jason? angle of the next jump. Adjacent in Friday the 13th. Oh my God. I should run him over. So I had a guy looking for his bike as he was desperately trying to get back on it. If I ran him over and killed him, would that have helped me or no? Yeah, I think that's that's going to give you bonus points for sure. How could it not? Oh, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew, you just drove into the guy. You So you really did just try that, huh? Yeah. All right, so Mike, you got to do better than me this time. Okay, buddy? I'm trying, baby. Oh, oh I just you ran guy. into the guy. I literally murdered a human being there. 10 points murder. 
Yay, Yay. murder! The police want to question you after the race. <laughs> I, do they want an autograph? Oh, you hit the same guy it's, twice. It's very hard to avoid hitting people in this. So you only have four lanes, and sometimes there's obstacles, and your obstacle is either hit the guy. That, oh, my God. It's, it's impossible not to hit people, man. It's, it, oh, now. Oh, Mikey. Mikey, you see me so much. Why don't you try not hitting people? And then plays. He's like, oh, it's impossible. I'm trying to come around to your side, Andrew. But if you want to be, if you want to, if you want to be enemies again, I'll be a fucking, I'll be your fucking enemy. What was your problem there? Which guy did he hit there? A ghost? I was busy being antagonistic, Andrew. And welcome back to the retrograde. What's up, bitches? Oh, you've established a new personality. Did I? I don't know. Someone once told me, like the killers. Uh, I'm the bad boy of podcasting. Whoa, you're the bad boy of pod... Mikey Aaronworth, the bad boy of podcasting? Oh, my God. Excite Bike has changed you. Oh, he doesn't even care. He's, he's such a bad boy. Do you care? Yeah, no, he's doing a lot of shrugging, a lot of d- deep exhaling. Oh, my God. This You, you, you're, you need to... You, you know what you remind me of, actually? Was there any time in your life... Let, let me guess. Um... Chris D'Elia in a leather jacket. Oh boy. Actually, I was going to talk about high school, so that's perfect. Um, <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, were you one of those guys that in between school years in the summer was like, I'm going to reestablish myself and create a new persona. I'm going to be a new guy, new me. A hundred percent. You except feel except like one of those that guys. It was, it was never as significant as you thought it would be. Like right. in my mind, it was like, I'm going to be the guy who wears a white belt. Like it was always oh, something dumb yeah. like that. Remember on the podcast, you said you wanted to be milkshake guy. Yes. That's exactly yeah. what I mean. It was like, I want to be this person. And I remember I used to always wear khakis, not too different from nowadays. No, you always wear khakis. Now. I always wear now, but in grade uh, one and two, it's a little bit different. And I remember I, or sorry, this is grade two and three. And wow. one day I had jeans that I was about to put on because my mom's like, why are you fucking wearing khakis every day? Yeah, I got to wash them all the yeah, time. Yeah, What's yeah, wrong yeah. with you? All these grass stains. So I was like, uh, I was like, uh, uh, I was going to put jeans on. And then I had this image of like, what if there's a new girl who comes to school and she's like, I only date guys who are different. Right. And right. she would see me right. in the khakis and be like, that guy's different. And then I would have a girlfriend. See, isn't it funny that all your neuroses, mm-hmm. you really were the same kid in grade two or three. That I am now? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's, more it's, or less. Rem- it's remarkable. They've been Scientists more refined. are going to study your brain when you're dead. Like it's remarkable. They're not going to find much. <laughs> I've burnt it out both ends. Like, okay. We, listen, What's up? We t- okay. What's up? Andrew, we What's talk up, about- Mr. Milkshake? About- I'm not Mr. Milkshake. I'm the bad boy of podcasting. I'm sorry. Bad boy of podcasting. How dare you? The bebop. That's my, that's going to be my catchphrase. How dare you? <laughs> A Dracula? How dare you? <laughs> Show me your neck. Oh, sitcom Dracula. <laughs> um, no, but I yeah, last week, what uh, did I tell you? I had a surprise to show you, and what was it? I have no idea. A pipe. I'm a pipe smoker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, I'm sorry. I forgot. I didn't know if it was on the podcast or not. You did. So, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. I'm the same person. So, Mikey. You're right. You want to, You want singular identifying features about yourself. Yeah, because then no one's going to ask about the in-depth stuff, which is way more fucked up and hard to explain. Yeah, how much time do you got? Well, <laughs> and if you had to explain to them, wouldn't it be great over a pipe? That's 100% true. So Mikey goes to me, he goes, guess, guess what I'm into. Guess what I'm into. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what's up? What's up, Mikey? And I'm like, oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Are you into whittling wood now? And he's like, <laughs> no. But you can see in his mind, like... 
like in his mind is racing like, oh, where can I get some wood and a knife soon? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, um, are you into the harmonica now? And he's like, no, I tried that. My family yelled at me. That's a true story. And then he goes, nope. And he pulls out a pipe. <laughs> and he's like, I'm a pipe guy now. And you know what? No, not you cool kids at home. Not that kind of pipe. I mean like old man World War II pipe. Tobacco pipe. Yeah, uh, baby. And I I have uh, the fir- my first smoke is I've learned they call it because I've watched YouTube videos on how to smoke pipes. <laughs> The fr- just like your grandfather did. Just like my grandfather <laughs> had to do. Yeah, he he watched YouTube to learn how to fly a bomber in World War II, and then he got down and watched uh, uh, YouTube to learn how to smoke his pipe. And I learned that it's real, real hard to pack it properly and yeah. keep it lit the whole time. I went through 30 matches my first smoke. Oh, um, which takes away the coolness of smoking a pipe in the first place. It was. It went from like I lit it outside, and, and my family was like, oh, wow, it's... That's actually kind of cool. You look kind of cool doing that. And then I kept like relighting it time and time again. And they're like, Mikey, you have a pile of matchsticks next to you. Wasn't that the first time you'd ever tried? Yes. You did it in front of other people? Yes. Where else am I going to do it? Mm, I guess, well, I don't know. Wherever you want. Outside is small. (laughs) I guess so. I just... I do like that you are doing something for the appearance of it, not because you enjoy it. No, actually, here's the thing, though, is is you know I love smoking cigars. Uh-huh. Uh, you do, too. I, I and do, I, I do, yes. I, I do smoke cigars on my own. Uh, I don't I don't smoke cigarettes, but I do smoke cigars. And what I've heard is that smoking pipe tobacco is actually more mild than smoking cigar Tagar tobacco. Tagar Ontario. Tagar Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it is true. I actually love the flavor and love the smell of the pipe tobacco. Uh, and I also, I, I'm a big fan of, of uh, like, ritual. So the whole idea of, like, I'm taking out my tobacco now, yeah. and I'm rolling it, and I'm going to pack it properly, and now this is the 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 fruit of my burden, or whatever yeah. they yeah, call it. Yeah, the fruit things. of your burden, yeah. The absolutely. fruit of my burden. No, that's, that's expression. And then you smoke it, and it's it's nice. It's nice. It's 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 It feels like analog, like you're working to get something out of it. And I like S- that. Speaking of analog. Uh-huh. We just played a game mm-hmm. that is maybe older than Pope's mo- pipe smoking itself. <laughs> We just played Excite Bike, and uh, oh boy! So I was so excited about this game. We both were. This game was like we we had had it circled for a long time. It was something that we really wanted to try, and we thought in games this old. This is a very old game. It's thirty six years old. Yes, have have done well sometimes because of their simplicity. Yes, and that's. To me, this felt ripe for that kind of renaissance for yeah. this game. It's like, how could this game have aged poorly? Yeah. And to be fair, the controls are totally fine. Totally fine. It's just there's so much lacking in terms of variety in this game and and story as well. You don't even know what you're doing, really. No. Like, I, I use Punch-Out as an example. I, I, I mentioned Punch-Out before the break. It feels like Punch-Out is just the essence of good video mechanics boiled down to what makes them good, the core right. of what makes them good. And the difference is, is when you're playing Punch-Out, every time you fail, your record changes. There's newspaper yeah. articles about your fights. You get to come into contact with people again. So you're learning their mechanics and then you're going to the next fight. And every every new fight feels very different. Right. Whereas I could barely even tell some of these tracks apart except for the color of like the, the color palette. So it feels a lot more devoid of personality, yeah. which even for a game of this era makes a huge difference. Oh God. Yeah. It's just, there's so little variety. It's yeah. so small. And like we, we 
finished this game. We essentially finished this game for all intents and purposes yeah. within 20 minutes. Yeah, you, we got with the 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 first place score on every level. Yeah. Uh, like like the 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 best so the best time. Essentially, yeah, the best time you get ranked first place and then the rest of what you do is try to beat your own scores. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that this game is is kind of broken in the sense that they try to imbue it with a sense of multiplayer Mm -hmm. uh, by having a mode, mode B. They don't even call it like like race mode or whatever. Versus AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just mode B. (laughs) And that is, uh, is, is just you against a million different racers on the track at any different time. You are always, you're passing them, you're passing them, you're passing them. We're like, how many, there's 40 guys out here? And it turns out it's not about beating them because you can't get first place, quote unquote, by passing everyone. You just still have to get the best time and that's it. They're they're more obstacles. Yes. They're not competitors. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah, so we played both of them and like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's totally fine. I am not going to be critical of the actual game because it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's just so small. And it, I get, I get that. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like going back to a movie and going, it's in black and white. Yes. You know, yeah, I, mean? like, yeah, 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 I understand yeah. what we're saying here, but even in these old games that we're talking about, like Mary Moto, Mary Moto's, Mary Moto's, Mary Moto, Mary Moto's, East, I grew Mary up next word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mary of Easttown. Mary, Mary East, Mary Easttown. Yes. Mary Easttown. Uh, Sergey Mary Easttown, uh, <laughs> who made this game. Um, it's like, they went on to do, Super Mario, very soon after this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like four times the game. Right. You know what I mean? So it isn't like, it is a direct one-to-one comparison. I'm not just punishing it because it's old. It's just, it's not carrying as much weight of this this newfound uh, uh, play style and this newfound idea would have been so much more weight. They're like, I don't care, short. It's great. No. You know what I mean? It doesn't carry that water it's, for it's us. It's more of like a, this is, this is a... This is what you would bring to trade shows to prove what the NES can be. Because yes. everyone who's playing it is going to be playing it for five to ten minutes, and yes. that's it. Granted, <laughs> we expected different things from video games back then. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's the fact that they have a course creator, like you could design courses on this, in th- at that point in time, that would have made this endlessly replayable. That would have been the fun of it, is design a new course, race the course. Amazing. Yeah. Fun. But... I wasn't even interested in playing around with that because the mechanics are what I'm interested in and they're good, but they aren't as fun as I remembered. No. It's, it's amazing how fine-tuned the mechanics are. I'll say that. You know, I, I'll say that. I will, you will say, say that. I, I, You'll see? say that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just, it's it's sad how quickly I think they stop being exciting yeah. in spite of the namesake. Oh, it's, what? I know. I, is that rich with irony? I don't fully understand irony, but I will say yes. Okay, good. That's all I needed then. Good. That's perfect. Well, Mikey, I think we should get into our scores then. Let's get into it. So, Andrew, we started out where I gave this game a three and a half out of yeah, four, and you, you gave it a two and a half out of four right. for a combined score of six. Right. Now we're going to give it another score out of four bits based on how this game holds up in the modern day against the likes of modern games like Call of Duty Warzone and <laughs> Golf Story. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so I gave it a two and a half. I, oh, this is going to break my heart. This is the kill your darlings moment, I mm-hmm. think, a little bit. This holds so much more weight in my head than it does actually playing this game. And so it'll be tough to give this not a great score, because heads up, I'm not going to give it a great score, um, because I need to, 
I need to face the reality of what this game actually is. Is it fun to play? Yes. The the rounds themselves take under a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah, and if you're you, playing them well. If you're playing yeah. them well enough. <laughs> and there's five tracks. Yes. So you could do the math there. It doesn't take you very long to beat this game. So I 100% of this game in five minutes. Because yes. <laughs> you're so good. It's so good. Oh my God, the bad boy podcasting. Um, so to me, it's one of these things where you will say to somebody, did you like Excite by growing up? And they'll go, yes, I did like yes. Excite by growing up. And you're like, great, play the game. And they go, I played it. That was great. And you go, great. Keep playing it. <laughs> That's it. And then you're done and you have yeah. the rest of your day. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't give it a high score. I'm going to give it a two out of four because it is what it is. Andrew. I thought you'd like that. You and, didn't mean to do that. No, I totally did. What I, I don't think you did. I, I tried to avoid your gaze. <laughs> Andrew. No, how dare you? Andrew. Like, oh my God. It, so... It is, it is. And they're not mine. I don't own them. Oh, for fuck's sake. June of all months. Um, <laughs> is, is what I, did you just call me a Jew? No, in Andrew. June of all months. Mikey. Andrew. Is, there is, we are getting off the excite bike track here. You. Okay. Let's tap a real quick to get back to our bikes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't do that. You could tap a to get back. Yeah. Back to, oh, fuck, I, I just didn't, didn't fall it. enough to have to use it very often. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, never mind. It's just, this game is just not very detailed. Not for, not very detailed. Not very long. And even when you play it, is it that exciting? No. But it did spawn generations and generations of great games. And so I'll give that two out of four out of respect. Uh, a version of this that I do enjoy on, on iOS right now is called Odyssey. It's Alto's Odyssey, and there's different versions, and you're snowboarding. But it's essentially the same mechanic. Yeah, yeah. And it's so good. And I like that I can go and play new versions of this game. But unfortunately, the original version doesn't hold water. It's a two out of four. Yeah, okay. I, I, like, I like where you're going there. I'm really struggling with what to give this one. Oh, um, I know. Because... Yes, it spawned so many similar games. Yep. But I gave this a very high retro score. And I very. think maybe there's a little bit of compensation in your current score for the retro score because you were you you gave it a what was it two, two and, and a half, half two, two and, and a half. half. For me, I'm like it's 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 good. It's just flat out it's good as as a game where the mechanics just sure. kind of work, but I'm like, would I rather play this over even some of the lesser games? Because I didn't get the spike of nostalgia that I expected to get when I turned it on. Yeah. So I love what this game did back in the day, but I don't think today it's worth really picking up unless you're doing something like I did in Animal Crossing and playing this as a as a tidbit within a bigger game. Oh, yeah. Because okay. that's hilarious. It works so well as that. But if this is just the game, th oh, oh, this is Mikey, where I'm really struggling. Mikey is struggling right because, now. Because... Nintendo has made it available for free if you have the Nintendo Switch online. So it's really easy to get. You can play it for five minutes and it's not asking any more of you. I think based on that, it's availability and the fact that you can pick it up and play it in 10 minutes and get it. I'm giving it a two out of four as well. Oh, okay. But I was, I was going to go down to a one and a half because I'm like, I, yeah, is, me this, too. is this what I want to play? No, but I also feel like there are movies that you watch nowadays, even though they're not necessarily good, but almost out of respect for the industry. And you feel good for, it's like eating your vegetables. It's like, mm. go back, play it, remember where we came from. That's a good, you that's, may never need no. to do it again. That's but a good like, comparison. It's, it's, it, this is a granddaddy of the video game industry. Yeah. And, and I think it deserves at least a bit better than a, than a one and a half. So I'm going two out of four as well. Okay, well, there we go. So two twos. There we go. Yeah, there we go, he says. What's your problem? I ain't got a problem. My only problem is you. Say it. Because I'm the boy of <laughs> oh podcasting. Oh, my God. He really is. He's the bad boy of podcasting. <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to get him in. He's going to get canceled one day. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't say that so excitedly. Oh, I, I can't wait to have a new co-host. <laughs> Um, so, okay, there we go. So two, two twos, that is going to be uh four out of eight. And then a combined score. What is that going to be a combined score of? Kind, combined score of 10. 10 out of, wow, okay. Still a pretty good score. It's great. I'm glad, I'm glad it got into the upper echelon of yeah. scores. 10 out of 16, okay. Um, and, and look, I, I know that you're saying a lot about wanting the new co-host. Yeah. And I know that you're joking around. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there's an element. But there's an element of uh, of of seriousness, I think, and almost. I don't want to say it in front of you, but I will because I don't really care what people think about me because okay. I'm a bad boy podcasting. Yeah, but you are the bad boy. Right you now. are uh, a little jealous, I think, of of just how I carry myself. And, yeah. and I get that because some people, some people just can't handle the vandal, which is what I have on my bumper sticker. And that's okay if you're one of them. <laughs> is that your catchphrase? It's another one. Yes. You can't handle the vandal. You can't handle the vandal. Oh, my God. Because I'm the bad boy podcasting. <laughs> He's the bad boy podcasting. Um, but look, there's only one more thing to do with yeah. the score out of a 10 of 16. And I know this is what we have to do because I hear the band. And warming <clears> up. <throat> oh. Warriors. And we've got uh, the actor. <laughs> if I had the name of that actor in the back of my head to pull right there, uh, I that used would be to know great. his name. I know. Too. But we don't. Another game that we need to do on this podcast is uh, the Warriors. We talked about it. Yeah. yeah, that's going to come up soon. Uh, we got to go to the awards, oh, Andrew. Let's do so it. let's do it. You've been waiting for it all year. The most glamorous awards ceremony of the week. Ladies and gentlemen. The Brady's. Oh, oh, what a wow. beautiful day. Everyone beautiful came down the red day. carpet on their bikes. Elliot's in his helmet. Elliot says, that actually is an improvement because he's an ugly son of a bitch. Well, I mean, he's, he's jacked though. No, he's jacked. His face, not doing not doing anyone. His face is like, it looks like he 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 walked into the back of a parked dirt bike. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, the, and the wheel was still spinning. And the wheel was still spinning. Yeah, yeah yes. exactly. Yeah, you're really ugly, Elliot. Elliot. Oh, thumbs up. All right. Oh, thumbs up. Yeah, he, right. he knows it. Yeah, he, he knows, knows it. At least he yep. owns it, right? Well, that's right. good. Confidence is important. Now he's knocking on that helmet and he's, yep, yep. yep. No, we know where their face is, yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 don't, yeah, don't yeah, take that off. You no, don't take it off. off. Yeah, 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 He's like pointing. That's yeah, so weird. Right. That's so cute. All right, Elliot, okay. do you want to tell us what award you yeah, want? Why don't you reach into that? Oh, he stored the cards in his helmet. Oh, okay. okay, so reach into that card, uh, the, the envelope, and tell us what this game won. Did we mention he's nude? Well, that's a given at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. Tell us who we won. Who we won? No, no. Tell us. Tell, T us, tell, what, us, what, tell us what the game won. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Just he's naked, so it's, I've gotten all frustrated. So yeah, flustered, Andrew. You know? His eyes are up there. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, he's pointing. Okay. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, it's a uh, it's a late night out on the farm. Okay. You know what we should change it to? What's that, that? That sound effect. Not that we make the sound effect of crickets. That's absurd. No. Uh, they happen. They're in the envelope. Yes. Uh, is it's is on media res. In media res. Shut up. <laughs> um, also, I'm not sure that term applies there. No, it's not. What the hell is the one where it's organic music in the scene? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to go with in media res. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is, uh, we should have cicadas, I think, because oh. in honor of Brood X. Oh, my God. Cicadas everywhere. Okay. So, Mikey, it won no awards. It won so no awards. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I was not going your way. This is Heidegger uh, again. You can't win no awards. <laughs> Because then you didn't win anything. That's true. He didn't lose any awards either. So, mm. which which award would you give Excitebike? Right, because if it doesn't win an award, we have to make one up for it. Yes. Uh, which which is something we've refused to do. So we actually yeah. just have to go uh, 
We just I, have you to know give it one. I, so, Andrew, why don't, why don't you? Because I think I think they just handed you an envelope. And this did. is a special okay, award. Okay, so I'm gonna open it up. It says it's the Respect Your Elders Award. Oh, and I think that's because Mikey and I gave our modern scores, and maybe we were a little soft on it, but we respect our elders. That's true. Well, I respected it by showing it. It's it's uh, just desserts in uh, in in the the old the retro score. Oh, I, I yeah, gave it yeah. a three and a half. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? But who turned out to be right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give this the Birth of a Nation Award. Oh, God. Because. <laughs> what? Because, Why? Because it's uh, it's a true representation of white is right. And oh, now Jesus I want to get into this right. for a second. If you, if you don't know, I'm joking, obviously. But Birth of a Nation is, uh, if, you, if you're unfamiliar with it, it was a, a, a D.W. Griffith movie. It was considered one of the first blockbusters. Yes. Influenced blockbusters for time immortal from then on. Uh, Immorium, time Immorium, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to squabble with you here. But, but but this is the point. But the movie itself is worth forgetting. So Excite yeah. Bike was kind of... So oh. you know what? Actually, I might call it the Rocket Fuel Award. Okay. Because now it oh, has detached from the rocket. The industry has moved forward. And this yeah. game itself uh, is is a, a great representation of race and... Uh, oh, God! And Sorry, what? No! Hmm? Okay, so instead of the movie that gave the rise of the Ku Klux Klan in America... Uh, we're going to name well, it after it celebrated the, the rise of the Ku Klux Klan. In no, America. the Ku Klux Klan was almost dead at that time. I wrote really? a couple papers on this movie. It's Did actually you re- get a bad rating on it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, don't bring that movie up. <laughs> actually, we watched it in, in, in film school. It's one of the first movies with a moving camera. Oh, is that true? Yeah, with the camera panning left to right. Have it's you one of the heard? First ones so ever. if you've like, as the listener, if you've never heard of this movie, oh. it's a big it's- language black mark on, <sighs> on, on, on uh, American cinema. Yes. Because it's unfortunately inescapable in terms of uh, its its notoriety at the time and potentially its influence moving forward, but it's a very racist movie. Oh, it's like unbelievably racist. So the idea is the Ku Klux Klan are the heroes that are saving people from a uh, uh, from a black America. And it's so much so they didn't use black actors, they used uh, people painted in stuff, and which also ties back to why it's so black offensive faces. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And also it speaks to a lot today of like of, of movies being a avoided for its material. Right. Birth of a Nation is still taught in schools because of its technical achievements and used as an example of saying, what, look at your subject matter. Like yes. this is important because you will be remembered forever for these kind right, of things. Right. And it's remembered as like a cautionary tale because it is horrific. It's, <laughs> it's legitimately devastating. It's a hard movie to watch, oh. but there's this weird uh, uh, parallel that you can draw and, and clear direct line of influence between birth of a nation and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. And Peter yeah, Jackson yeah. references uh, DW Griffiths quite often mm-hmm. in his movies. It's so much so that this scene, there's a scene in Birth of a Nation where the uh, Ku Klux Klan is riding in to save the damsel in yep. distress from, yep. from uh, uh, I think, a couple of escaped slaves or something yes. along those lines. It's been a long time since I've seen it. And the way that the shots are taken are one-to-one with the scene of the elves going into the, I think, the Battle of Helm's Deep or something like that in Lord of the Rings coming mm-hmm. to, to the rescue to save from the orcs. And it's like this one shot to the other, to the elves all in white, to the yeah. the the orcs who are dark and dirty and all this stuff. And it's like it's like, wow, how much influence should he have taken from that? Yeah. Is he is he commemorating the film style or the movie itself? Who knows? The long conversations that probably some on some other podcast they can talk to you about. And then, then I think say, we should. Yeah, we should do a whole thing about race and movies. Yeah, and uh, yeah, 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 we're the two guys for this. I th- I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so what do you want to call your fucking award? Uh, I'll call it the Birth of a Nation oh, Award. Oh no, <laughs> I'm giving you so much opportunity to change that. <laughs> nope. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> 
Okay, so that that is, of course, going to be Excite Bike. And boy, were we excited to bring it to you, even though maybe the payoff wasn't as good. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. You know what I mean? I'm going to apologize about my score. No, I'm not either, though. I actually feel pretty good about mine. I feel pretty good. I'm not like everyone's oh, like, you're nervous. cancel Mikey because oh, no. of his score. Like, fucking, I don't even care. That's why you're going to get canceled, because your score. Yeah, probably. Okay, well, there you go. But you know who's going to come save me in Uh-oh. the end? Oh, the bad boy of podcasting. I was going to say the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, no, what? Well, because oh they, they from like... I think Dito we Griffin. brought up the Klan enough in this one podcast. That's probably true. Yes. I feel like I feel like uh, the <laughs> one Grand Wizard, enough. what's his name? Uh, David... Gandalf? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Wizards. <laughs> Wizards. Oh, my God. David Duke. David, David Duke. Duke yes. He's, I feel like he just knows when people are talking about him and just starts jacking off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, I think attention is the thing he craves. Yes, yeah. I think so, I think too. He feeds up, it feeds on attention. Absolutely. So on these incredible notes and with that much more, this is the Retrograde <laughs> Podcast. Your your place for, of course, uh, cutting edge cinema techniques and and how that brings into uh, modern conversation. America. Yeah, absolutely. But we can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you what you thought about Bite. Have you played it since or recently or, yeah. you know, have a different score than we do? We want to hear from you. At Retrograde Mikey. At Retrograde Andy. At Retrograde Pod? Yeah, well, they'll hear all that in the oh, outro. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just, I just want to remind them personally because it's oh. coming from me. Oh, that, what a them. nice touch. A little, little hard over top. But thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. My name's Andrew Bascom, and, and with me, as always, is the bad boy of podcasting, uh, Mikey Aaronworth. This is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over, bitch. Oh, no. It's- Thank you so much for listening to the Retrograde Podcast. We look forward to recording this podcast all week long, and we hope you guys look forward to listening to it. You know how we got into retro video game podcasting for the money and the babes? We're really in it for the ratings and reviews. Money is ratings. Reviews are babes. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you enjoy podcasts. For any business inquiries, you can always email the Retrograde Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Retrograde Pod. And you can find Andrew on Twitter at Retrograde Andy. And then Mikey at Retrograde Mikey. Instagram at The Retrograde Podcast. And remember, Find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast for all of your non-essential but very much enjoyable content. We don't ask that you give us much, apart from joining our Patreon. But what we do ask is that you join this community that we've grown. Also, give us some of your blood. (laughs) I want some of your hair in a bag. Thanks for listening. From your two dads. (laughs) Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Oh, best time. It's a new record, baby. Number one, baby. Number four in your program, number one in your heart.